Hello, I'm Stuart Craner and this is a Thinkers 50 podcast. Today I'm talking with Enrique Danz, Professor of IE Business School and, and Senior Advisor on Innovation and Digital Transformation at the school. Uh, Enrique has been shortlisted for a Thinkers 50 award in digital thinking and is one of Europe's leading commentators on technology trends. So, Enrique, welcome. Hello. Well, let's talk about, I mean, your, your work at the moment is basically about the rethinking of, of work and the influence of robotics and new technologies on the very nature of work. Can you give us an introduction to the, the things you're thinking about at the moment? Yeah, what I'm basically trying to, to uh, think about this, is to, to reflect about this, is the evolution of work, what it means to work. And it, it brings me uh, some, some remembrance, remembrance of when, when my grandparent used to see me uh, at home, the days I was working from home. He used to see me like uh, working in front of my computer, sometimes even in my pajamas, depending on the hour of the, of the time of the day. And he was looking at me and asking me, hey, don't you, aren't you going to go to work today? I was trying to explain to him, yeah, I'm working, don't worry. Don't worry, Grandpa. I'm, I'm working. And he was looking at me and then asking again, but are you sure you're not going to go to work today? And he was thinking I was, I don't know, lazy or, or uh, playing with my computer. This idea of uh, the, the, the redefinition of work, when I think about uh, myself to, in, on a regular weekday, uh, waking up in the morning, reading the news uh, for, for uh, some uh, period of time, and then uh, writing about it, and then coming to the, the middle of Madrid to, to teach maybe one or two sessions, depending on the day, or, or, or not teaching at all. To, to, um, if my grandparents could see me now, they would think I'm lazy. I'm not working. I'm not really doing any physical thing or... or um, so, what happens when most of the things we take for granted that, that we understand as work these days um, are done by machines? What happens when a machine can not only substitute people uh, in, in the, the typical 3D jobs, the, the dull, demeaning, uh, uh, dirty uh, type of uh, occupations, but what happens when, for instance, they take over white-collar work, the typical uh, executive who's making decisions on complex environments, if you're able to uh, show a machine how the environment looks like, what the competitors are doing, how the market share is evolving, what the, the, uh, the behavior of the customers, etc., and machines can see that much better than, 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 than us, and can, of course, make, make more sense of it than, than any uh, executive, no matter how good he or she is, uh, many of these decision-making positions are going to be substituted by machines. And and, and traditionally, well, traditionally, I mean, I, I think the conventional thinking is that the professional classes are kind of off limits mm -hmm. for, for robots because they can't make the, the, the judgments in complex situations. So what you're saying is that managers need to look over their shoulders because the, the people, who, the things who are likely to take their jobs are robots rather than other people. Yeah, because management looks like a craftsmanship or, or something, uh, an artisan thing, and a good manager is, uh, is the, the myth of the person who always knows what to do and always makes the, the right decision, etc. What if decision-making is a process that we can make more scientific and the machines can make decision-making in, in a much better way? The, the, the moment a company starts to, to, to uh, gain this competitive advantage, 
all of the comp uh, the, the rest of the companies in the, in the industry are gonna, are gonna follow suit because otherwise you're not competitive. So the, the way we, we need to approach this, this topic is not by fearing the machines. Imagine that, imagine my case, I have a lot of contact with startups because I, so, so, there's plenty of, of startups in the IE uh, uh, panorama and they come very often, they talk to me. Imagine that I was to uh, run into a startup they, they come to my office and they tell me, hey, Enrique, we are working on the next uh, machine learning technology to substitute professors. What would I do? I mean, first possibility, what many, what many industries are, are many, many companies are doing, no market strategies. Okay, I'm going to try to make these guys disappear or, I, I don't know, sue them or um, call the regulator and try the regulator to, to, to get the regulator to say that this is not teaching and this is a, etc, etc. No market strategies that we know by now they don't work. Okay, uh, what would be my next inclination? What would be my real inclination? Talk to them, tell them, hey, I have 26 years of experience, here's all my experience for you to learn, for, for you to teach your machines, etc. And now let me, by the way, can I invest in your... So if disruption happens, I want to be in the right side, not the wrong side. Okay? So this is the way I think management needs to approach machine learning, but of course it takes a lot of learning and learning from, from past experiences to do that. So managers shouldn't run scared of... Mm -hmm. The, uh, the onslaught of the, ro the robots, they should look at it as a, an opportunity, perhaps. Yeah, there, there's two, let's say, lines of thinking. If we simplify it to the limit, we have uh, the, the MIT people, uh, Eric Johnson, uh, McAfee, people thinking that, uh, well, no matter how, uh, this, is not the, this is not the same as the first Industrial Revolution. I mean, no matter how creative we get, we are not going to get the opportunity to reinvent as many jobs as the jobs being destroyed. Okay? Yeah. Uh, there's a other line of thinking which is way more optimistic. Don't worry, this has happened before. We uh, not only survived the first industrial, industrial revolution, the second and the third, but we also thrived. And we, we got more things to do and we reinvented ourselves in, in all these different occasions. It is, gonna, it is going to happen again. And in the middle, you have, of course, all the theories and not, or maybe not theoretical anymore, about what do we do when we start, when we start excluding people. First is the cab drivers and the truck drivers, then the whatever, the, the, the advertising planners, etc. As soon as we send more people to unemployment, what do we do? Because the safety net that we have built as a society cannot resist that progression and at some point we will have to change the idea of the safety net and, and think about some sort of uh, unconditional basic income etc which is hitting the, the, the news uh, lately uh, for quite some time. So are you an optimist? I'm more optimistic than pessimistic, but I'm more optimistic than pessimistic, but of course uh, it takes, uh, I mean, this is a pendulum, it's, there's a pendulum swinging. If we uh, were to, if we consider for instance the US, uh, the last eight years of course have been extremely optimistic and we've seen uh, the, not only the administration but also the, the business climate uh, pointing towards more and more and more more technology, better, uh, more uh, machine substitution, etc., more machine learning. Now, as a result, a significant part of the society feels excluded. 
they see themselves of the all the rust belt of the US they see themselves excluded they see the people in uh, New York or in, in in Silicon Valley talking about uh, amazing salaries and transaction billionaire transactions they see that they don't that they have been excluded and they swing the pendulum to the other side and now we have this 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 guy entering the the, the White House which from my perspective is extremely dangerous so uh, if if you approach that from a US centric perspective, the conclusions you get are different from the conclusions you can get with a European centric perspective. Because the, the society is different, the, the things are somehow simpler out there. You can just kick out people in, in a, you know, things in Europe are different. So, what happens or when societies that different uh, are faced with the same type of, uh, of uh, destiny, so to speak? So what, what is it? The essence, what, how, how is it a different perspective in Europe then? What, how do Europeans see the technology world differently from people in Silicon Valley? Do you think? Mm, what's left of Europe right now, which is Europe without the UK, is uh, more regulated. More uh, they are they they try to anticipate the results of the, the potential results of technology, and they try to prepare for those. The U.S. and the U.K. to, to some extent is different because they 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 uh, f wait for the technology to happen. They see what's going on and then they try to correct the little things that went wrong, based on, of course, the the, the common law and, and all that. The way we approach uh, justice, the way we approach regulation in Europe is different, and this means uh, this has meant so far that Europe has been slower in, in uh, adoption or in general terms creating uh, I mean, most of the new technology has happened in, 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 in other places, in other markets uh, other than Europe. So uh, is this, uh, when it comes to, to big changes, to big disruption, is this advantage or a disadvantage? So far it's been a disadvantage. What's going to happen uh, next uh, is not clear. And you travel the world talking to managerial audiences and you teach continually and you, you, you broadcast regularly. How do people react? I mean, if you go into an organization and you say, well, managers should be looking over their shoulders at the rise of ro ro robotic technology, are they worried or do they dismiss it? There's a mix of things. Uh, on the one hand, they real they quickly realize that they are they are still most most executives are still looking at computers the, the old way. I mean, a computer is, is something that can uh, do the job of a person when it's boring, when it's uh, repetitive. When it's, so why did we start it with computers in the first time? We started with computers in, 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 in companies uh, via I mean, entering through accounting or payroll or this type of a very boring and repetitive type of, uh, of jobs. Okay, a computer can do it better than a person because it doesn't get bored, etc. Then they start to see autonomous driving, for instance, or they see the relationship that their kids have with technology and they realize, okay, this is different. This is not doing uh, the same type of thing that computers were doing a while ago. And then when you try to explain them that computers, computers are going to be able to do their job, decision-making uh, uh, things, uh, decision-making uh, tasks, etc., they, they uh, look at it with uh, some, some, uh, they, some uh, at first they don't believe it, but they are forced to recognize that this is happening. So they see this, uh, okay, what do, how do I, how can I get ready for this type of transition? 
okay? mm -hmm. some of them of course others think uh, maybe I can get uh, to, re to retirement faster and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know get rid of all these worries I mean, you, you commentate on the, the latest technology and new innovations what technolo what technologies really excited you during 2016 and what, and what do you think will be the the major technology we'll all be talking about in 2017? I think it's, it's machine learning. Machine learning is, is the name of the game right now. It's what is going to separate. It's a new digital divide. And it used to be that we, we understood in any industry, we understood companies that were fast movers in, in digitalization, in, in going faster, in, in, in uh, uh, reaping the benefits of uh, being on the internet and all that. Now the new digital divide is, is machine learning. I mean, across any industry, if you think about any industry, the companies that start reaping the benefits of machine learning faster are going to be much more competitive than the, one, mm -hmm. than the ones that are still making decisions the old way and then making processes the old way. And which companies do you think have grasped machine learning as a, as a concept and are putting it into practice? Uh, right now it's mostly experiments, but we see that the, the barriers of entry have been going down at a great speed. And when you see barriers to entry going down, it's a signal, it's a clear signal. Okay, what happens? Uh, used to be, I mean, machine learning used to be the, the patrimony of, of uh, large companies who could afford paying IBM and some other specialists uh, to, 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 do, to do machine learning. Here's my data, I have a very, uh, very well uh, settled culture of, uh, of uh, uh, data gathering and data collection and, and all that. And now I hire a very expensive uh, company who can do machine learning, who can teach me how to do machine learning with it. But now with machine learning as a service, hey, this is totally different. Now uh, we see many startups, there, there's a Spanish company, BigML. BigML is a Spanish company, but they are working in Corvallis in Oregon because they have better access to talent. Uh, there, they feel they have better access to talent there, and they are running. A, 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 I mean, their operation. Anyone can go there, upload their their data to the cloud, and run complex machine learning there at a fraction of the cost. So this is being is becoming really, really democratized, and we will see many companies that are not the usual suspects coming up with with innovation in that arena. Enrique Dent, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. That was a Thinkers 50 podcast. Thinkers 50 podcasts are produced by KDH Creative.